0: Welcome to I Remember, a podcast about the power of reminiscing to increase your self-esteem and sense of meaning in life. I'm Eileen Fine. Through conversations with guests from the worlds of art, nature, science, and culture, I take you on a journey of these kinds of mindful moments that are unique to each of us, but experienced by all of us That have changed the course of our lives, all designed to give you a feel good feeling and help you be mindful of your own moments of self resilience and connection. That opportunity starts now. This is I Remember. In today's podcast, we are talking about my moments of connection and going back to the year 1976, which was a huge year of transition, probably the first year of transition in my life as a seven-year-old. And from a nation standpoint, it was a big deal, the bicentennial. Um, We were moving from Astoria, Queens, where we had been supers in a big apartment building. I grew up blue collar, Uh, middle-middle class, which I think hardly exists anymore, that middle-middle class. My dad and mom both came off the boat from Ireland, and my dad um, held the same job for 33 years at New York Cornell um, as a plumber. And because we were uh, the supers in the building, we had our rent for free. So my mom was able to stay home and take care of me, and we could save for a house. Um, And, of course, there were people in the building whose family had passed away, and there was a house available. And as a seven-year-old, I let them know that, oh, we were looking for a house. To my parents' much embarrassment, but we ended up getting that house, and um, they are still there today, which is what... 40 some odd years later. um, It is a joyful little house, but it's simple. It looks like a little Archie Bunker home, um, not connected, but with postage stamp, front yard and backyard. Uh, but what was awesome about it to me was that I had my own room for the first time. Um, in our apartment, it was a one bedroom. So my poor parents shared a bedroom with me until I was seven. Um, and there were stairs inside both from the basement and then uh, from the first floor up to the second floor. And growing up in a huge apartment building, of course, there were stairs, but they were all outside. Our apartment was all flat. So that that was a huge big deal. We moved uh, in the middle of the year, though. It was January. And so I started the second grade kind of mid-year. Um, everybody knew each other, and everyone was nice. It's not like they were clicks at that time. I think things have changed maybe a little bit, but still it was hard to be the new kid. So the bicentennial was fabulous for me because um, I think from a nation standpoint, everyone just was so engaged in it. You know, there was, I didn't know this as a seven-year-old, but it was time of an economic turmoil. Uh, We were in a recession at that point, and I think the bicentennial just kind of gave a new life to local community. So At our school, we were preparing for musical numbers. There was going to be um, parades in the neighborhood. And it was great for me to be able to make new friends and make connections with these kids and with my teachers. And I remember Mrs. Sedita saying to me, because she was in charge of um, the Glee Club, which is kind of the choir, that she really liked my voice. And she included me um, in the musical number that... We were going to be singing in full costume for the whole school about um, what's more American than ice cream. I am, I am, I am, which I still remember the words to that song. I have no memory of trigonometry but I can remember that song from the second grade. Um, So I would say my moment of joy from 1976 would have to be just everything around the bicentennial and singing in that play And um, just being able to be a part of something in this new school. Still staying with the theme of going into a new home, my moment of love uh, within that year is actually connected to a very funny thing, um, which would be army cots, And I am talking like MASH, Hawkeye. Um, real live type of army cots that my Uncle Jim, uh, my Aunt Edna and, and Uncle Jim had lived in the apartment building that we were in in Astoria, and they weren't really our relatives, um, but they were kind of like my grandma and grandpa, um, because most of my grandparents had para- passed, passed away, and my grand the only grandma I had was living in Ireland, um, so they kind of stepped in and were a really, really amazing and loving force in my life and Uncle Jim had I don't know how but he had gotten these real army cots from the army after World War II but I can't imagine they were from World War II because now we're in the 70s and they were in really good shape regardless. They were the kind that you would um, unfold and you would um, take the wooden rod and stick it down the sides and set them up and break them up and set them up every night. And we would sleep in the basement because we just bought this new house that my dad was going to completely redo and there's no way we could afford air conditioners. Now maybe as a kid today I might be embarrassed about that but to me back then it just seemed like the most awesome thing to be able to camp out every night um, in the basement with my parents. I'm an only child so it was just the three of us so we would set up the cots every night and we would have fans and um, that is my moment of love because I can just remember just feeling so safe and loved and just a part of something new that we were all going through together. Um, My moment of peace has also a connection and that's to my Uncle Jim and my Aunt Edna, who had a house that we used to say we were going up the country, which is hysterical because really we were just going to New Jersey. And they um, had a house in Newton, New Jersey, which at that time in the mid-70s, New Jersey was not developed. Um, it was dairy, um, dairy farms and horse country and farmer's markets that were actually in barns where bread was baked every day, and everything was kind of artisanal at that time, but nobody called it that. Um, It was just basic, you know, bread and butter and butcher, and there was always some type of sale on all kinds of junk that you could buy, which was my mom and my Annette's favorite thing to do. So my moment of peace from 1976 is actually associated with something really funny, which is wax paper and i don't know anybody that actually uses wax paper or has ever used wax paper that i've known but my aunt edna was old from the time i knew her from when i was young um, she probably was maybe in her 70s at that time when i was seven years old um, so she had gone through the great depression and world war ii and she wrapped sandwiches in wax paper and i'm talking about like wrapped up tight that there is no way any kind of moisture would get in And she would make us, um, my dad and myself and my Uncle Jim, these amazing liverwurst sandwiches, which yes, liverwurst that I don't think I've eaten since, on this thick white bread that we would buy at the farmer's market that morning, wrap them up in wax paper, and then we would take them, and in the afternoon when it would be really hot, um, during the summer, and this especially, I remember being up there for 4th of July for the bicentennial, um, laying down in the hammocks that my Uncle Jim had set up between these three um, trees that were in the, tra- the shape of a triangle, actually. And they were huge hammocks, again, from I don't know where he got them from, the Navy or the Army. But for a seven-year-old, it was like being wrapped up in a cocoon. So my, my mom and Edenda would take off for all these yard sales. And we would take kind of a siesta in the afternoon. And my dad and Uncle Jim would talk, And we would unwrap our sandwiches and I would just over listen to kind of what they were saying but mostly pay attention to everything else that was going on and there were squirrels and all kinds of birds and deer and the sound of crickets and look up at the trees and eat my sandwich all wrapped in wax paper and honestly to this day whenever I go to the market and I see wax paper on the shelf I have no idea who actually buys it but it makes my heart swell just thinking about it and the peace and just the acceptance and the serenity of that entire moment that can just be encapsulated just by looking at a box of wax paper. Um, So that for me is 1976 the Bicentennial Uh, army cots, and wax paper. Those are my moments of connection, my moments of love, joy, and peace. And I hope in sharing them, it helps to stir your own moments of connection, um, because they're there. And our brains are wired to be negatively biased, and it's really easy to go back and remember the things that hurt us or disappointed us during times in our lives. We have to sometimes dig a little bit deeper for those small little moments like i've described that really give meaning to a time and um, we're a part of the reason that you are the person that you are and i believe that the more that we can focus on those things and kind of give witness to it the more we can build new pathways in our mind to be able to recognize those simple beautiful moments today when they're happening right in front of us and in recognizing them, be able to appreciate them and hopefully be able to create a more loving, peaceful, joyful future for ourselves. So I hope in sharing these, you know, has given you kind of a good feeling and maybe helped you to remember some nice little memories from your past. And I ask you to reflect on it and, um, you know, try and think about your own moments. And I wish you great peace. This is Eileen Fine from Power Breathwork. And you are listening to I Remember. I'm Eileen Fine, and you have been listening to I Remember, a podcast about the power of reminiscing and mindful moments of connection. To learn more about the power of reminiscing and mindfulness to help you live your best life, visit us at thetinybalcony.com.